Welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Esther Hatch here with Tracy Hunter Abramson, Sarah M. Eden, and Sean Ann Bessie. It is so great to see the three of you guys at this time of year. It's a magical time of year, and I'm so happy that we've got Christmas coming up. Have you guys been crazy busy this year with all your preparations? Uh, things haven't been too crazy at my house. We're doing some baking, a little shopping here and there, which I do mostly online, I'll confess. Um, we don't have kids at home, so we're kind of an uh, empty nestering bit. Yeah. Is that a word, guys? Empty nestering? It is now. <laughs> and I'm pretty much like, don't. I probably shouldn't admit that I should start my sh- Christmas shopping now. I really, really should. It's like, I'm thinking that the deadline <laughs> is like up. in about three days when they're going to say, you have I to get it done. can't get here anymore. But I made chocolate chip cookies this week, though. So yeah. th- there is that. You know, they freeze great. Well, and most most of our readers know that I love baking, so the baking has begun. And in our house, we we do some American traditional Christmas um, cooking, and we also do some British. And so I make mince pies, which I don't know how many of our listeners have ever had those. You've probably read about them, but it wouldn't be Christmas in our house without <laughs> mince pies. And this year, I actually persuaded my mother to give me her fruitcake recipe. Now, I know you're all gasping <laughs> on the other end of the, at the end of the, whatever this is, it's not a line, but air waves. But um, British fruitcake isn't like the American doorstop with orange, green, and yellow things in. <laughs> And it really is yummy, and I am totally making it every Christmas. My mother-in-law must make your version because everyone loves hers, and we're like, "What's the problem with fruitcake? It's it's good. <laughs> Apparently, it's not everywhere." Mm-hmm. I've had one good fruitcake. It must have been one, <laughs> not American. Okay, Esther. Next time we're together, I'm bringing yes. you fruitcake, Christmas or not. We can have you know St. Patrick's Day fruitcake. Yeah, sounds, sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds amazing. I'm still at this point where like mid-December, I start thinking I'm ready for Christmas. And then I'm slowly ticking through the boxes of all the things I need to do and the presents that I haven't bought and realizing like I'm actually only about halfway ready for Christmas. But, <laughs> um, but I do love this time of year. Christmas is just such a magical time of year. And I know all of us have things in our families that make it special. Um And I kind of want to hear, while we're here together today, what some of your favorite Christmas traditions are. What makes Christmas time a special time in your home? Um, Well, like many of us, I guess, one of the traditions that we love is reading the Christmas story out of the scriptures. We do that on Christmas Eve. And when my children were really young, I made a set of nativity puppets. And so um, we put on a puppet show every Christmas Eve and the youngest children are the lamb and the star and the donkey Uh and the older (laughs) children are the wise men and, you know, Mary and Joseph. Uh, And one of the adults is usually the narrator and it's a very professional knot. (laughs) We use the ironing board for the stage and it really is super not elaborate, but it's something that my kids have grown up with and just love. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, okay. How many of you are familiar with, and I know you are, the elf on the shelf 
Oh, I caved a couple of years ago. So <laughs> my kids were just a little bit on the older side when that first kind of became a thing. And I took a look at that and I said, I do not have time for this. So we came <laughs> up with our own version. And I sewed, because I like to sew, a doll that looks just like the elf on the shelf. But instead of wearing the elf costume, he's dressed all in black. He wears a black Santa hat and a balaclava. <laughs> And we call him Stealth on the Shelf. <laughs> and starting on the day we decorate our house, which is the day after Thanksgiving, Stealth comes out and he gets hidden in our house. And everyone searches for him. And if you find him, you take a picture of where you found him and then you hide him again. And so it's this ongoing scavenger hunt for our ninja elf all through the Christmas season. And then on Christmas Day, we go through our pictures and see all the places he's been hiding. It became such a huge tradition with my kids that Stealth has traveled with us when we are out of town for Christmas. We hide him in other people's houses. We put him in <laughs> hotel rooms. He's been at Disneyland. Like it's, He goes places with us because he's one of our favorite traditions. And it all arose out of the fact that I was boycotting <laughs> the latest craze in holiday traditions. So that's one of our absolute favorites. So I'm just going to say when I finally did cave and bought that and it was only a couple years ago I was already an author and I thought well this is the book I should have written is Elf on the Shelf so I'm just saying so I need to write Stealth you need on to the write shelf. Stealth on the Shelf I'm on it ladies and you will make so much money because every family in America oh. will have to buy it That's exactly. right. this is an original you know, original idea so nobody else can write Copyright this Sarah, Sarah Eden. Eden that's well, right you're the only one who has the pattern for the black ninja with the yes. it's pretty great guys <laughs> I believe this so my my family tradition it actually started many many years ago my my stepmom made this thing called a date nut roll it's kind of like one of those like a pumpkin roll type thing with the cream cheese icing and everything and so I decided you know you, we make cookies or whatever to give to neighbors and I started making those for the neighbors and my kids, they had this little wagon, and so they would put all the date nut rolls in the wagon. They were all wrapped up with a bow on top, and they would then take it to all of our neighbors on our little cul-de-sac. It's only like 12 houses. And it wasn't until about 10 years later that I started getting phone calls saying, when are they coming? <laughs> and I was like, what? And so like every year now, we have to do this. And my kids just last year, they said, mom, the wagon died. The oldest, the youngest was like, 17 years old, he's like, I am not pulling the wagon. <laughs> so now we, we st the data rolls still go out, but there is no wagon, sadly. So I'm waiting for the grandkids before I can, you know, buy another wagon and we can start that tradition again. But, but it, was, it was funny because all of the neighbors got to the point where that's part of their Christmas food is that tradition. I love that so, so much. I think in my house, we're pretty traditional, just about a lot. We do read the Christmas story the night before. And for me, one of those magical moments is the Christmas morning. And our kids are a little older now, but we used to, we live in a two-story home and the, the, you can see the Christmas tree from the top of the stairs. And so my husband would always make the kids wait while he turned on the lights and they'd be at the top of the stairs and they'd be just so excited just sitting at the top of the stairs, seeing the lights turn on. And my husband's also very, um, like, good at spreading presents out to just make no matter how many there are it just always looks more impressive after he has spread them all over the floor around the tree and I just love that moment of like wonder my kids are still pretty young that excitement of they waiting to come down the stairs so that's one of my favorite Christmas things and I know it's like that's just kind of basic Christmas but <laughs> but we love it it's <laughs> magical I really really love this time of year um so um Christmas always 
holds that special magic. Some like something about it is just magical. What what is that? Why why do you feel like it has that magical flair just this time of year? I think part of it, at least at my house, is is the traditions like we were talking about before. Some of them are traditions we have started in our little family. Some are ones that came from my husband and I's you know families where we grew up. Some of the things we do. Um, I can trace back generations in my family. Um, uh, during the Depression, my grandpa's family would get an orange on Christmas morning. That was their their present because it was a treat and something they could afford. And so, since the you know 1920s, when this was happening, um, we have put oranges in the stockings of generations of my family. And so we still do that, and it's a connection. And we talk about it, and we tie it back. And my grandmother always made peppermint ice cream and so we would take on christmas um christmas eve all the um candy canes (laughs) would get hung on the tree as part of the decoration then they would come off on new year's eve to make peppermint ice cream like it's these kind of things where we tell our kids this is where this came from and these are who these people are and they're who you come from and we feel a connection to our family at christmas that i think is stronger than almost any other time of the year in our house i love that and we also put oranges in our stockings. I love that. We, we put an orange and an apple. And one of the big differences, I guess, um, because this is another British tradition, is that we hang the stockings on the end of the bed. Oh. And so I remember as a child and my own children, it was just so fun. You'd wake up in the early hours of the morning and you'd kick the end of your bed <laughs> to see if you can hear anything <laughs> rustling. And then you know, then you know that it's been filled. But I think that um, one of the things that makes this season so magical is that it is the one time in our really, really busy lives and busy schedules that we stop and focus on other people and maybe see them a little bit more the way Christ does. I think for us, it's the family gatherings. It's the time when our whole family comes together. And I'm so excited this year because I'm going to have all of my children home for the first time in Mm. in a lot of years. But one of the, the things that we love to do is... Um, when my kids were very young, we'd have all these presents and they'd get to the end of the, that last present and they didn't know it was the last one. And they'd be like, what else is there? And they're like, I just, you know, bought all of these <laughs> favorite toys for you. And now you're saying what else? And so what I started doing is we have a scavenger hunt at the end. And so there's one special gift for everybody in the family that is hidden somewhere in the house. And they have to run up and down the stairs all over the place looking for the special gift. So that's one of our fun things. But it's it's something unique to us that is it just came from how our family evolved. So it's but these kids, all my kids are almost I'm the youngest of 17 now. So they it's become their tradition. And they still will be like, all right, where's the scavenger hunt envelope? So I love that. In in my family growing up, my mom would always have one present hidden and she would look around for any of the kids that looked like maybe they felt like they they opened that last present and it wasn't they're like, what else did I get everything? And she would pull that one out. And I didn't realize she was doing that for a long time. And I finally figured out (laughs) she she always left one for the kid that she felt like looked like wasn't quite. They were like disappointed. Yeah. 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 If it's if she was like me, which she's not, like I sometimes am just that disorganized that there <laughs> is one child that I don't realize it till they're opening it. So I like to have one present on hand too for for that reason that oh that person only got <laughs> three presents and everyone else got four. So um, I just love this time of year for um, 
like we were saying, this the spirit that is there with this, where we think of others, like Sean was saying, and we think of Christ, and we tell that story to our families about the Christ child. And I think there's also just a lot of pressure, though, to make it magical. And as an adult, people aren't making it magical anymore. For us, we have to make that magic. And I think sometimes um, I feel like that can be really hard and it's emotionally draining almost. So do you have any tips for us as adults or the moms? A lot of times I think it is the moms running the show at Christmas time (laughs) to help us also fill that spirit and not just send it out to the world to others, but for us ourselves. I think a lot of it is kind of getting away from the checklists. You know, we feel like we have to do all these different things and also not comparing ourselves and how our family traditions measure up to somebody else's. Simple can be fantastic. But also, I find that our best Christmases are the ones where we lose ourselves in service. Whether it's we had a snowstorm and the kids are out shoveling somebody's driveway or, oh, you know what, we made these extra cookies and let's share them with somebody we just think of. Those really make the kids, you know, and our family as a whole really feel feel that Christmas spirit of, of just that giving. So, Yeah, I think that I agree. That's really important. And I do try to get my Christmas shopping done early so that I can enjoy the magic of the season. And I don't, I don't just limit it to the gifts that I'm giving. I try to come up with some activities ahead of time so that when grandchildren arrive and they're just in that antsy, how much longer do I have to wait till Christmas? They've got a few activities that they can that they can do that we're not having to come up with at the last minute. And sometimes it is just as simple as having the sleds ready if we have fresh snow. I love that. Um, we've talked in the past on this uh, podcast. I have a degenerative disability. And so there are many times when I just don't have the capacity to do things. And a few years back, I was having one of those... Christmas seasons where I just literally physically couldn't do things and you feel that pressure to do all the things so it's as big and magical as possible and I knew it couldn't happen and so I sat my family down and I said I want to know from each of you what are the two most important things to you in the Christmas season you have time to think about it narrow it down to two and they did and it amazed me the things that meant the most to them one kid just liked that we watched a Christmas movie every night and that was simple and I had my daughter she loves when we decorate I thought, well, we can do that. We're going to decorate. And so we narrowed it down, and it became very simple and very focused, but it it was just the things that meant the most. And because it meant so much to them, it was easy to say, then I need you to help me make this happen. And so they began to take ownership of these traditions that meant so much to them. And we've kept to that. We keep it simple, and everyone just picks the two things that mean the most to them. And I think it surprised Like I said, it surprised me what meant so much to them. It wasn't all of the things I thought it was. And it's made a really big difference. I love that. And Sarah's making me cry over here (laughs) because apparently simplifying really touches my heart. Um, So one last question before we go. But do you have a Christmas book or song that you read or sing every year that um, just helps bring the Christmas spirit? And why did you choose that one? If you want to give it a little plug. (laughs) Um, I I don't know why, but one of the songs that I really love, and it's a fairly new song, is Mary Did You Know? And I think that maybe it touches me because I'm a mother. And um, and I just, I don't know, just, just the wonder of 
having this newborn baby and thinking, wow, what? Because, you know, Mary had an angel come. She knew that this wasn't, this wasn't a, a normal child. And I just love that reminder. Um, and we do read a lot of Christmas stories as Christmas is getting closer. But one of my favorites is the Christmas miracle of Jonathan Toomey. Um, that again, it's just a story that touches me. I'll have to look that one up. And ours, several of you have already mentioned it, ours is just simply reading the, the Christmas story out of the Bible every Christmas Eve. And, you know, it's, our tradition is uh, we do that after Christmas Eve dinner, and we do kind of a simplified, you know, it's kind of like a Thanksgiving dinner only on simple terms. And then we, everyone gets to open one present afterwards, so it's just that, that thought of the gift of Christmas. I mentioned we watch a Christmas movie every night. We have a lineup, and it's always in the same order every single year. <laughs> we watch a different Christmas movie, but I think the one I look forward to the most is It's a Wonderful Life. It's just a beautiful story, a wonderful reminder that it is those simple things and those little things that we do that touch people around us, that there's, there's value in each of us and the difference we make. We don't even always see it, but that it's worth valuing ourselves and the people around us because really the, the, the strength of a life comes from the service that we give. And it's just a beautiful reminder. I love that. So I'm just going to mention my favorite Christmas hymn, which is A Little Town of Bethlehem. And there's just something about that song that I think it is kind of a simple showing of what a beautiful night that was for our world. And there's a line in it that gets me every time. And it's, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. And this year, I just want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And if perhaps your Christmas is actually in a dark street right now, that you'll also feel that everlasting light as well. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Merry Christmas and join us next time on Between the Lines. <laughs>